Fireflies Unite with Kia, your weekly podcast from the perspective of individuals thriving with a mental illness. We are normalizing the conversation about mental health within communities of color to foster mental wellness and empowerment. Welcome to another episode of the Fireflies Unite podcast with me, of course, Kia, where our mission is to bring light into darkness by simply sharing the stories of people of color who live and thrive with a mental illness. Happy Monday. And well, actually, I'm recording this episode on Friday, but when y'all hear it, it'll be happy Monday. (laughs) Last week, we talked about people pleasing and its impact on your mental health and we were joined by the lovely paul bache williams he dropped so many gems like it actually was beneficial to me having station because it made me think about someone in my circle and have a little bit more compassion for them it's 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 always interesting to see how sometimes when I have interviews and we talk about topics on the podcast, like there are things that I still am learning to apply to my life or I've previously applied them and see the changes. And so I really want to know what you guys thought about last week's episode. Like what insight did you get? What are you taking away and actually applying to your life? And so I I really honestly enjoyed last week's episode. And then also I have to mention you guys about the giveaway because y'all must don't want the $50 gift card because I I don't know, maybe I need to go back and check, but I didn't see any new reviews on iTunes or um, what is it? iTunes or oh Apple Podcasts. I didn't see anything on the Facebook page and I will check soundcloud so i'm not sure on that but yeah i'm like okay well then no one wants a gift card i'm like well i'll just happily use the spa gift card for myself because i really do need a massage but anyway i just want to encourage y'all to please do that and please support the podcast by just not only listening but you know leaving a review on those platforms especially apple Podcasts or itunes I hope that the podcast will at least get three to five stars. And just because, again, that helps with people finding the podcast and it makes it more visible. That's the only request that I have. If you all can do that, that means a lot to me. And I really want to hear from you guys. I find that the audience sometimes is a little quiet. I know that you guys are listening because I see the data, but... I'm really trying to work on ways to make it more engaging for you all where you're not just listening to me talk. I want to hear from you and I want to know what what topics do you want me to cover? Is it something personally that you would like to know about how I dealt with something or how I've gotten, you know, or how I've overcome something? Is it something, someone that you want me to interview and have them share their story? Like, This podcast is truly for y'all. And so I really would like y'all insight as to how can I make the podcast better? I did get some awesome feedback that that the sound and the audio on the last episodes has improved. Thank you so much. That means a lot. And so now I know that 
I have to continue doing that and tweaking things to continue to make the podcast better. I will be going live. The Like I said, the goal is once a month, especially now that like I am have a space where I can actually like record since I'm working on getting my home office together. So my goal is once a month. So we went live this month and then of course we will go next month. I'm trying to figure out topics and then also just recording the podcast while going live. That's great. So for people who prefer, prefer video, they can watch it that way but then you know the people who enjoy the audio can listen to it when they're cleaning or in the car and so it also kind of gives me the opportunity to kill two birds with one stone so that really does help y'all so for this week I was like what the heck am I going to talk about it's coming up with podcast topics are challenging because sometimes I don't know what you all want to hear it is the new year and I know a lot of us have New Year's resolutions. And I was like, really trying to figure out when you think about mental health and how I can tie that into the new year. And I often say that this podcast is really to, the the mission of the podcast, of course, is to give those who live with a mental illness the opportunity to share their story of how they're doing in their healing how they're doing in their recovery, and how they're truly thriving with the mental illness. But the other side to that is normalizing the mental health conversation. Now, mental illness and mental health are not the same. And a lot of times people get those, they use those interchangeably. And Brittany Moses actually did a great job of breaking it down. She did the episode of mental health and an I believe it was called There's an App for That, Faith and Mental Health, something along those lines. And she really broke it down. Here's the thing. Mental illness is when someone lives with a mental health condition, they received a diagnosis, such as post-traumatic stress disorder, PTSD is what that is, or ADHD, um, attention deficit disorder, or major depressive disorder, or bipolar disorder. That's mental illness. Now, when you think about mental health, mental health is just like we have physical health. Mental health is when we think about what are the things that we're doing to take care of our emotional and our mental and spiritual well-being. So we all need to take care of our mental health, even if you don't have a mental health diagnosis or you've been diagnosed with a mental health condition. So mental health would include practicing, you know, making sure that we're managing our stress in a healthy way, having healthy coping strategies, making sure that we're practicing self-care, whatever that looks like for us. And I really wanted to explain that because a lot of times I see that people use them interchangeably. Even though mental illness does, you know, fall under the umbrella of mental health. So at the end of the day, we all have physical health just like we, we all have physical health just like we all have mental health. And so if we don't take care of our mental health, that can potentially lead to a mental health diagnosis or a mental illness. Y'all, y'all following me? Okay. So with it being a new year, a lot of times people make new year's resolutions. Now, 
I personally don't believe in New Year's resolutions because from December 31st to January 1st, we're, no one's going to change magically overnight because if that was easy, then what's the difference between February 1st and February 2nd? It still takes 24 hours to get from February 1st to February 2nd, just like it takes 24 hours to get to December 31st to January 1st when we cross over into a new year. Now, I don't want to sound like a Debbie Downer or like negative Nancy or anything like that, but just follow me. A lot of times we get so hyped up on the new year, like new year, new me, I'm letting go of all, you know, people who don't care about me or negative relationships and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And it's great that we set these goals for ourselves, but I want to ask you, are those goals that you're setting, are they, are they realistic? And at the end of the day, any goal that we have, whether you want to call it a goal or a resolution, it starts with our mindset. And what does our mindset include? Our mental health, right? I often think about how the biggest thing that one of the biggest goals that people want to do for the new year is lose weight. We all have our reasons for losing weight. I'm going to speak on myself because I believe in being extremely transparent. For me, I really, I struggle with my weight. And I, I, let me just say this. I will be doing a episode on self-image and, you know, bo body positivity and how it's impact on your mental health. I will really be doing an episode where I, where I plan to dive extremely deep into that in about, I think, March, I'm planning to do that episode. So just stay tuned for that. But I do want to share a little bit here. So I've struggled with my weight since I was a little girl. And I remember being seven years old inside of a Kmart with my mom. I said, I need that. I need that on the shelf. And I was pointing to the Jenny Craig products. So I don't know if some of you know, well, most people my age should know what Jenny Craig is. They don't, I don't really see as much Jenny Craig advertisement anymore, but basically it was like weight loss products to, you know, obviously help people to lose weight. And so that goes to show you that the way I struggled with my body image and viewed myself as being fat at a very early age, I can think back to being seven years old. I'm pretty sure a lot of that had to do with the commercials because I often saw Jenny Craig commercials on TV or heard them on the radio. And so that image that I had of myself, it followed me because then I had moments where I remember being in school where not a lot of people, there were a few people who may have called me fat or talked about, you know, my weight. There wasn't really too much. Yeah, like I said, it wasn't like a, it didn't happen frequently, but it, it did happen occasionally. And so I remember being in eighth grade and one of the boys was like, oh, I would date Takiya if she wasn't fat or some something along those lines. And so it got to the point where I never thought that I was like ugly, like when I looked into the mirror or anything, but it got to the point where I remember like going in a jacuzzi one time with my friends. I was visiting my friends. Uh, well, we were visiting my friend's father who lived in upstate New York. And we, I was probably about like 11 or 12 and we all got into the jacuzzi at his house. Now, but we didn't have any bathing suits or anything on. I, I, I don't recall us having bathing suits on. I recall us being like three little naked girls inside the jacuzzi. I don't know why we didn't have bathing suits on. It was inside the house. But I bring this up because I remember being um, 
a little I remember being self-conscious about getting into the jacuzzi naked with my friends because I like I just remember seeing like this really big stomach and like kind of having like a you know a really big stomach compared to my other friends and so I always thought about trying to figure out what I could do to lose weight now of course no one in my family was really talking about like being health conscious as far as like being mindful about the foods that we eat. So I bring that up to say that those things were learned behaviors. How I ate or how I used to eat were behaviors that were learned. The foods that my family cooked, whether it was my mom or my grandma, whatever those things were that they cooked was what I ate. Of course, going to the corner store, if you, a lot of people who live in the hood, or I used to live in the hood, you know, you go to the corner store, you go to the bodega, you get you a bag of Doritos, hot fries, or ju the juices used to be like 25 cent, um, chips used to be 25 cent, and you know, I would stock up on, give me all these chips and all these things from the store, and like no one was really talking about, if anything, it was like, yeah, eat your vegetables, or like, you know, you need to eat your greens, because they make you strong, you know, those things that our parents would say, or like, or some people be like, oh, eat carrots, because they're good for your eyes. I mean, y'all, I'm almost as blind as a bat. Um, but those things I say, like, at the end of the day, I bring this up to say, I feel like I'm going on a tangent, but I bring that up to say that the things that we learn from our childhood and they're not things that we don't, sometimes we do not unlearn them. It's a way of life. Those habits and that mindset carries over into adulthood. So what makes you think that if you've been living a certain way your entire life, let's say you're 30 years old, you've been living your way a certain way and thinking a certain way and doing things a certain way your entire life, your 30 years of living, what makes you think that from December 31st till January 1st, within 24 hours, that you're going to undo 30 years worth of you know the way that you have been living? That's the point of why I kind of bring that up because I had to really change my mindset, how I thought about myself and how I thought about food. So I realized that obviously when I was in a depression, what I would do, or I would eat all the things that did not have a lot of nutrients in them that were good for my body, which would contribute to the weight gain, but they would feed the emotional part of me that you know was feeling numb, or maybe experiencing loneliness, or maybe experiencing suicidal thoughts, whatever it was in that moment for me. The food comfort, the food gave me comfort, but what the food also did was it led to being obese. That's a part of it, is the emotional eating. But the other part is that, I mean, yeah, in school they may have told me, you know, we may have health class, or, you know, saying like, eat your vegetables, but nobody really explained like, portion control and like what the size is because in America they call it a sad diet SAD standard American diet which why there are so many of us walking around here obese and overweight it's because of the foods that we put into our body now I don't mean to make this like a nutrition or food episode but the point that I'm trying to make make is that at the end of the day it is a new new year new me <laughs> that's kind of like that quote is kind of I don't know what's what's the best way to put it. It's it's fabricated because yes, we can accomplish new things in the new year and we can become a better person in the new year, but it starts with our mindset. 
I'm saying this because if you listen to the podcast, you know that I'm speaking from, of course, my personal experience with my diagno- with my diagnoses of living with a mental illness. Psychiatrists and psychologists told me that I started showing signs at 12 or 13 when I went back and kind of went through my childhood trauma and my history that there were signs of depression at 12 years old. So when I think about to before I got my diagnosis, before I was on medication, before I was going to therapy, I was struggling with suicidal thoughts since I was 12 up until about 24 or 25. I think probably 24. Um, But those thoughts didn't go away because it was a new year. You know, the way I felt about, you know, myself being a perfectionist and an overachiever and being involved in 511 things in college and as a kid, I did all of those things because I didn't want to deal with, you know, my father not being there and being addicted to drugs, my mom being verbally and physically abused. All those things that come along with that, the trust issues, the abandonment. I I did I engaged myself in so many different things so I didn't have to deal with that trauma, those things that I was experiencing. So it was a double-edged sword to me being a perfectionist and an overachiever. It was great in a sense that I got a lot of things done, but it was the flip side to that is that I was not taking care of myself. It increased my suicidal thoughts which eventually led to my suicide attempt. And so what I had to do to change as a person, I had to change my way of thinking. And that is what directly correlates to mental health, our mindset. So when we think about the things that we see on social media, we'll see something on social media where, for instance, somebody's showing off their, let's say there's a big so, uh, social media influencer they're showing off they just bought a house or they just they got these different cars and they're traveling and they're on a boat and they're doing all of these things and then we're looking at our lives and like I want to do those things and I don't feel and I don't feel good about myself I need to acquire more all of these things I need to acquire the car I need to acquire the degree I need to acquire more money. I need to acquire the relationship, hashtag relationship goals. I need more of these things and then life will be better. And then once I have more money and I don't have any more debt, then I'll be happier. Y'all, that stuff is not true. In the new year, we're saying like, oh, I want to do these things. I want to like, yeah, my goal is to buy a house. Well, that's not my goal for 2019, (laughs) but I do have the goal to buy one in two years. But At the end of the day, acquiring more things is not going to make us feel better. If you feel the need to always have to shop all the time, anytime you're feeling depressed or anxious, you feel the need, quote unquote, retail therapy. Maybe we'll have an episode on that. But like those things only make you feel good for a moment. If you notice, just like getting a new car and the new car smell, it fades. And then a couple years later, maybe a year later, maybe Six months later, people are like, oh, I want a new car. But your new car still works just as, just as, there's nothing wrong with it. But because you acquired it, that high is is gone. Like the the possibility and all of the, the things that you may have thought about with that car, like where I'm going to drive and how I'm going to look in the car, that high that you had about acquiring those things is gone. And so that's why when people who may be addicted to shopping, Because that's, let's be clear, people are not only addicted to drugs and alcohol. 
we could be addicted to anything. Some people are addicted to food. The point that I'm making is that when we acquire all these things, eventually that high, it fades away. And that's why we, it fades. And so that's why we look to the next thing. We're trying to fulfill an emotional void, but we're not dealing with the root of the issue. We're not dealing with our mental and emotional health because if you're trying to fulfill an emotional void, the car, it makes you feel better for a moment. The new house, it makes you feel better, better for the moment. But you never change your mindset and how you think about things. You never dealt with the trauma. You never dealt with that your uncle may have, you know, you may have been molested by your uncle, felt good enough for a man. Or you felt that a man would never, he, or you feared that a man would leave you because your father wasn't there. Like, you, do you guys see where I'm going? I'm really trying to explain this whole new year, new me thing, because at the end of the day, it starts with your mindset. And so what I want to do with this episode, as we go into the new year, I want to encourage you all to allow the new year of new possibilities and a new reality and to live your quote unquote best life. I want to encourage you all who are listening to make that happen for you, but I wanna help give you some tips that can help put you in that direction. So the first thing I wanna ask you is, are you setting realistic goals? And I wanna share three tips to help us with this. So there is something that I learned in graduate school, go Hoyas, shout out to Georgetown. And my master's degree is in public relations and corporate communication. And so when you're working on a a strategic communications plan for a client, the big thing that I learned in grad school is, and it, it applies to life, just not being a communications professional. Are you setting SMART goals? SMART, S is for specific, M is for measurable, A is for attainable, R is for realistic, and T is for time bound. SMART goals. Again, let me say that again. S is specific, M is measurable, A is attainable, R is realistic, and T is for time bound. Are your goals SMART? Sitting here saying, I wanna lose 80 pounds in three months, that's not realistic. Did it take, did you gain 80 pounds in three months? Like we set these lofty goals and then we can't achieve them. That's why in the beginning of the year, the gym membership is like super high and just give it till February, probably six weeks into the new year. The gym is like back to the same regular people who have, who work out. So for example, I'll use myself as an example. My goal is to lose 39 pounds in four months. So that's a little bit more realistic. That's if I lose, let's say roughly 10 pounds a month, that's like 40 pounds. So, okay, but give or take. So let's say I lose 10 pounds a month. That's realistic. If I lose two to three pounds each week. So let's say I lose three pounds a week. What is that? That would give me three, six, nine, twelve. That's twelve pounds in a month if I or if I even lose two pounds, that's eight pounds. Now I may not hit the thirty-nine pounds in a in four months. So maybe I need to change that and say let's do four and a half months or five months, which is more realistic. So in order to make that goal smart, this is what I need to do. I tell myself that I'm going to work out at the minimum of three times per week. 
let's say Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, I'm gonna work out for an hour. I'm going to limit my carb intake. Okay, so what does limiting my carb intake look like? For me, that means at this moment where I am, it's no bread, no rice, or no pasta. And I'm going to increase my veggies. But what I'm gonna do is, I forgot what they call it. Um, there's this, I remember mentioning it on a previous episode and I can't remember, oh, crowding out. That's what it's called, it's called crowding out. So I mentioned this before, instead of putting half of potatoes on a whole side of my plate and a handful of green beans, then no, I'm gonna crowd out. What I'm gonna do is make sure that my plate has a half of green beans and then my protein. And so then that way, so you see, that's realistic. So I'm increasing my veggies and um, inc increase also my protein intake. So for me, I do a lot of smoothies, usually in the morning. So I do green smoothies in the morning or sometimes they're not green smoothies, but I'll have protein powder to it. I'll add chia seeds to it because those things also have protein in it. Now that's a smart goal. So you're asking yourself, what is that specific goal that you that you want to maintain? So let's say, for instance, what's another goal people said? Another thing I saw on social media is that people said they wanted to pay off their credit cards. So let's say, I don't know, hypothetically speaking, someone has $5,000 in credit card debt. Okay, then, and they say they want to pay off that $5,000 in a year. So then divide $5,000 by 12, and if that would tell you how much you actually need to pay per month. So if you have $5,000 in credit card debt and you divide it by 12, that says that's $416.67 approximately. That's how you'll pay that off. So that means that you would, to make that goal smart, you would say each month I'm going to pay $416.67 to pay off $5,000 in a year. Like y'all see where I'm going opposed to like, we set these, the thing is we set the goals, but we don't give ourselves milestones. And that's the importance of the acronym SMART because then you will have milestones that will help you reach your overall goal. Let's say, and when you think about it, so we tackled the weight loss or, you know, a lot of people want to lose weight. We tackled debt. Let's say some people want to think about, you know, I really want to work on the way I view myself. So maybe someone has, uh, struggles with low self-esteem. So then a goal for them would be, you know, overall, I want to increase my self-esteem. Okay, that's the goal. Now, how are we going to come up with SMART goals and doing that? I'm going to write affirmations. I'm going to write daily affirmations, you know, on my mirror or in my journal. And even if I don't believe them, I'm still going to say them to myself. So if someone's saying, you know, they're ugly or they're fat, and let's say we change our mindset when you think about, you know, positive thinking. No, I'm, I'm not fat. And with something else you can tell, what is something that you like about yourself? Maybe you like your eyes or maybe you like your shape. You may not like that you're overweight or obese, but maybe you like the shape of your body or your curves. Because a lot of times, especially black women, we like, I want to lose my weight, but I don't want to lose them curves, right? I don't want to lose my curves either. So, um, but maybe that also entails who you're surrounding yourselves with let's let's talk about that for a moment we can have these goals of how we see ourselves but are the people that you hang out with do they see themselves in a negative light too 
And here's something interesting. I remember telling my friend this. So I have been really working on the things that come out of my mouth and I'm really having a pro uh, basically a mindset of prosperity. That's truly what one of my goals has been. And so I said to my friend, I was like, she said something about being broke. And I was like, oh no, girl. I was like, we, we're not broke. I'm not broke. There's nothing about me that's broken. I mean, I've done a lot of things when you want to think of mentally or emotionally. Yeah, but I've done a lot of things to heal. And I'm not going to say, no, I'm not broke. If I don't have the funds at the time, I just simply say, I'm not broke. I just don't have the funds at this moment. And you may be thinking like, that's so whack or like, no, but the things that come out of your mouth is so like, y'all, people don't understand how powerful their words are. The Bible says that life and death is in the power of the tongue. And it's so true. Just like you tell yourself you're fat and how does that impact you? My point exactly, life and death being in the power of the tongue. So I'm like, yeah, no, I don't say that I'm broke. I just say I don't have all the funds that I need at the moment, but that doesn't mean it's going to be like that forever. It's just this season. And she was like, you know what? That's a really good point. And like, so now like I kind of check her if she says it around me and she's like, oh, and then she'll change it. And I remember telling someone else that and it was like, no, that's a really good point. Everything starts with our mindset. Like what you think ties into how, what you feel and what is that tied into your mental and emotional health? So I really want to encourage you all to set realistic goals, you know, because for me, it's yeah, I want to lose, continue to lose weight, but I'm not going to deprive myself of food. Before having recording this episode, I just ate two cookies. I probably, I mean, I probably shouldn't have had them, but I mean, it's not realistic to be like, oh, I'm never going to eat cookies for the rest of my life. Like, no, I don't eat cookies every day. The last time I probably had two cookies was what? The beginning of, I don't know, end of November, beginning of December, maybe? Like something like that. Like things that are like realistic opposed to actually depriving myself. I didn't say I was cutting out all carbs. I said I was in decreasing the intake of that. So I may have, you know, some potatoes or some sweet fries or something um, or some French fries, but they're not fried. They're baked. Or I may put them in the uh, air fryer, which reminds me, I need to get an air fryer. But anyway, I digress. So I hope that you understand where I'm going with this. When you think about the new year and you becoming a new person, whatever that is for you and whatever goals you have, are those goals smart? So that's one. Ask yourself, are your goals smart? And what is it? And the second point that I want to make is bringing it back to your mindset. Are you ready to change? Because a lot of times people say they want to change and they want to do something new but they're not actually ready to do that. Because at the end of the day, we have, again, I said everything goes back to our mindset. How we think and how we feel about the things that happen to us or other people, the world around us, how we respond to things. And so you really do have to change your mindset. So for instance, I'm gonna use myself as an example. So I remember how I used to really struggle with like um, being angry with my mom for not leaving my siblings' dad and all the harm that I felt like you know, that has been done to, to our, you know, to our family and things like that. And I struggled with severe anxiety to the point where like I was paralyzed and to the point I would get so worked up about my mom's situation that I couldn't sleep. I remember talking to my therapist and I was saying like, what's, I was like, I don't know what's, what's wrong with me. Why doesn't it impact me the way that it used to impact me? 
like I don't get like of course it still bothers me but like I don't get so worked up to the point where like I feel like I'm distraught like oh my god my life is like over how why is this happening to me like literally feeling like my life is over because of this situation and my therapist was like no because you changed your mindset around it you realize that one you put in healthy coping strategies when you think about setting boundaries so that it's helping you with your stress level and how you interact with your family that's one and two when you think about changing your mindset she's like you also realize that you don't you don't have control over the situation because a, a lot of times anxiety shows up in our need and is basically is the lack of control is what i'm trying to say a lot of times that's how anxiety shows up and it's not just let's be clear i always want to make this clear i'm not just talking about people who have a, a, a an, an anxiety disorder because there's there are various types of anxiety disorders but the point is we all struggle with anxiety whether we have a diagnosis or not and a lot of times it's because we're trying to control something it's our because or we have a lack of control and that contributes to the anxiety and once I started to process and work through and tell myself like Takiya you cannot control your mother when she decides to leave the my siblings dad you can you can give her resources you can encourage her you can be a sounding board for her you can do all these things, but the person has to be willing and ready to change. And so I bring that up to when I think about my way of dealing with it is I had to release control. And that took a lot of work. One of the goals that I, I had was to really work on how it was impacting me. The, the point that I was losing sleep and the point that I was like really you know really distraught over and crying like all the time and like it would just disrupt my whole day and my ability to actually like get things done and so I really had to work on that so like think about like your mindset whatever it is whether it was a trauma that happened to you or whether it's how you view yourself or a situation no matter what it is ask yourself not only are you setting smart goals but are you really ready to change because in order for the the new you to happen in the new year, your mindset has to change. And I'm going to keep saying that. I probably sound like a broken record. But it's so true. Like, how are you going to be this new person if you are not ready to make those changes? Like, maybe you don't even realize that you're being negative because everybody in your circle is negative. Like, what about the goal a potential goal could be protecting your peace because i'm so particular about who i allow in my circle like oh man like y'all there are certain people who i'm like mm, I'm, I'm gonna have to love you from a distance boo because you interrupting my peace is interrupting is disrupting my mental health maybe the thing for you is you struggle with a lack of peace now what are the steps that you're going to take and a lot of times, like I said, we we want to be like new year, new me, you know, I'm gonna do me, you know, I'm doing this. I'm letting this go in 2018, bad relationships, but yet you're still laid up with that boyfriend from 2018 who not treating you right, who talking down on you, who's not supporting you, who's making you feel less than. Y'all see where I'm going? Like, and, and then it's like, yeah, you may be still in that, that toxic relationship, but you never dealt with the root of why are you in that toxic relationship? Do you feel as though you deserve better? And maybe you crossed over into from 2018 to 2019, still in that relationship, 
still hanging around those people maybe the root of it is that you don't think that you deserve better okay so now i think i don't deserve better now the question i gotta ask myself why don't i think that i deserve better where where did that come from it's connected to something and so that's what i really want to encourage you all you know to think about that and really asking yourself if you're ready to change your mindset because that's the only way you're going to accomplish things that you want to accomplish in the new year the other thing and it ties back to the last uh episode that we have uh where are you i think it was when we talked about the stages of change that's the last tip that i want to share with you all is where are you in the stages of change are you in pre-contemplation you're like "Mm," you know are you in contemplation are you in preparation are you in action are you maintaining it or did you like go back to the old habit and relapse and so if you didn't listen to that episode i want to encourage you to again it's titled where are you the stages of change that can really help you assess where you are and to even ask yourself if you're ready to make the change if we want to make a change then it's going to require rewiring the way that we think but then also change how we act and we're lying to ourselves and saying it's a new year and i'm about to change and be this new person like stop lying to yourself because it's not gonna happen if you not only change one change your mindset but change your behaviors that's how you become a new you and i was this was something i was like i really have to talk about because i see it on instagram or just social media all the time and it's just like frustrating because that doesn't tell the whole story about how people are going to accomplish these goals or whatever their resolutions are just because it crossed over into a new year because a lot of us let's be clear we're gonna find that december december 31st 2019 is gonna roll around we're gonna be saying the same thing january 1st 2020 i'm gonna start that business i want to write that book like y'all i've been saying but I, I truly believe everything happens for a reason. I've been saying that I wanted to write a book, I believe, since I was a teenager. Talked about it, but I, I mean, I feel like God allowed this to happen when it did because now I have more life experiences that I can share. And before, I would not have been able to share the things that I, I'm able to share now because I didn't have the experiences that I have. So now I'm finally writing a book, so you guys stay tuned for that. But I, again, I don't want to discourage anyone from setting goals and writing or thinking about their new year resolutions for them because it's great to be in a new year because one, it's like, it's new possibilities. I will be the first to tell you, I've set quite a few goals for myself for the new year, but it's just not for the new year. There are a lot of goals that um, had to cross over because there were things that I started in November of last year or December of last year or even earlier last year that I still didn't finish. So there are some goals that had to cross over and that's okay too. But the point of this episode is I really want you to be honest with yourself. And before you say new year, new you, or even if you already said that, ask yourself, are those things, are you setting realistic goals? Are your goals smart? Are you ready to change your mindset? Are you ready to change the behaviors? And then where are you in the stages of change? For this week's therapist shout out, I want to shout out an awesome black man because I really, really want to make sure I'm shouting out our black men who are clinicians. I want to give a a therapist shout out to Dr. Randy. Oh man, I don't know how to say his last name. Saconiers? Oh man, I know I'm butchering his last name. Saconiers. 
Dr. Randy, Randy, even though I'm so sorry, Dr. Randy, for butchering your name, but he is a licensed clinical social worker. He has over 15 years of experience and he is based in my home state. Woo, woo, woo. Shout out to Jersey. I want to shout him out. He also is, I believe, the founder of like the mental health and hip hop campaign. And he's really like merges mental health and hip hop. And so I want to shout him out. He actually practices, I'm, no, this is not his private practice, but um, he works for New Steps Counseling. I believe, yeah. So he works for New Steps Counseling. Actually, no, this is his practice, y'all. I'm so wrong. I'm looking at his website right now. So he does a lot of speaking engagements. He does counseling services. And so if you're in New Jersey and he is based, let's see what area he's based in. He's based in South Plainfield, actually. So if you're near the South Plainfield area in New Jersey and you're looking for a counselor and you want a black man, then I highly encourage you to check him out. He's doing some super dope things and he offers, you know, a holistic approach as using clinical therapeutic strategies to help his clients overcome a variety of issues, whether it's depression, anxiety, anger, trauma, relationship issues, definitely contact him. His website is newstepscounseling.com. And y'all know I'll believe I'll be sure to leave his information in the show notes. If I mean if y'all see him and he be like, oh, how did you find out about me? Make sure y'all let him know. Kia of the Fireflies Unite podcast sent you over. And I'm a Jersey girl too. So that's our therapist shout out is Dr. Randy. This week for the Mind Body and Soulness segment, I want to I saw this tweet and I really want to share this with you all. Something that I want us to think about because a lot of times we tend to minimize our own experiences or we minimize someone else's experiences and think that because theirs wasn't as bad as yours or someone else's, like we minimize it. And this quote really stood out to me. Um, Tweet says, someone who drowns in seven feet of water is just as dead as someone who drowns in 20 feet of water. Stop comparing traumas. Stop belittling your experience or anyone else's trauma because it wasn't as bad, as bad as an air quotes, y'all, as bad as someone else's. This isn't a competition. We all deserve support and recovery. And that quote really stood out to me or that tweet. I'm sorry, because I know people who do that. Like, I'm thinking of someone right now in my head. Like, they will really do that. They'll be like, if you share a experience, they will literally bring up like, oh, I went through that too, or this happened too. And it's like, this is not a competition. Stop comparing uh, comparing traumas. It don't matter if it was a trauma that was quote unquote small to someone. Maybe the trauma could be, you know, they were in a car accident and now they're afraid to drive versus someone who watched their father um, die by suicide. Like, yeah, they're completely different traumas. And let's say the person, you know, they turned out fine, quote unquote, physically with the car accident, but now they're afraid to drive. And so those things are both very traumatic experiences and one is different, but there's no point in comparing it because at the end of the day, we all 
have things that we've experienced and that we had to overcome that can that is that can be considered a trauma so i want to encourage us all of us to stop doing that and it's something that i often check myself and make sure that when i'm sharing my experiences with someone that i'm sharing it from the place of this i've gone through this and this is how i've overcome it and trying to encourage someone versus making someone feel like oh yours is not as bad because you know because of whatever reason and I want to encourage us all to be very mindful about that. All right, you guys. So guess what? Y'all know that that wraps up another episode of the Fireflies Unite podcast. I want to thank you so much for tuning in. And I want to encourage you all and beg y'all. Y'all, I need y'all to blow up social media and share this podcast so that more people can find it. I need your reviews. I need your ratings. You know, of course, I would like five stars, but, you know, be honest, whatever you feel as though this podcast is, as far as rating, please rate the podcast. Please share it on social media. Also, please be sure to enter the giveaway. You just have to make sure that you're following me on all forms of social media and leave a review on Apple Podcasts or iTunes. If you don't have, you know, Apple products or account. Y'all can leave the review for the podcast. Y'all can leave it on the Facebook page. That is public for everyone. I'm not, don't leave the review in the uh, Facebook group. Well, if you do, I'll just screenshot it and share it on the Facebook actual page. But please leave the review on SoundCloud as well or the Facebook page if you don't have an Apple. I really want to give away, you know, the spot gift cards to people who are really engaged because that means a lot to me. It's hard sometimes, you know, I'm recording the podcast. It's like I'm talking to myself. Well, practically I am because y'all don't hear the podcast when I'm recording it. But I want to encourage you all, you know, I really want people to see, you know, how the podcast has helped you. Maybe it made you uh, be open to therapy or maybe it help you change the way you look at something and then also to win you know the spy gift card you also have to not only leave the reviews on either one of those platforms but you have to share the podcast on instagram and tag me you can share it on your page or you can share it in your stories and i will reshare it in my stories you could enter to win the $50 spy gift card so i beg y'all please enter i will be announcing the person at the end of the month and so that's my way of giving back and encouraging you all to practice self-care i hope that this new year new me episode encouraged y'all to be real with yourself and check yourself because there are so many times where i remember setting new year resolutions like yeah new year new me i'm gonna do all these things but i never dealt with the root at whatever the thing that i wanted to change to see like You know, for instance, with getting out of debt, what is the relationship that you have with money? A lot of times people can say they get out of debt, but they never got to the root of their relationship with money. I had an issue with not spending. I would hold on to my money because I watched my mom struggle so much. I didn't know when the next time, like I felt like I was going to have enough or get money. So I would like literally hold on to it. I would only spend like what I actually needed was like bills and it was rare. And so now I had to learn through therapy, like it's okay to do things for yourself, to treat yourself. No, that don't mean ball out and go, you know, buying everything in the world when you got student loans that you have to pay off. But that also doesn't mean clutching onto it and not doing anything for yourself and not enjoying life. I really hope that you guys got something from this. Again, thank you all for listening. You have a blessed week and I will talk to you next week. 
I hope that you obtain tools and resources from the Fireflies Unite podcast to help you manage your mental health. But please do not use it as a substitute for a relationship with a licensed therapist or psychiatrist. Let's continue the conversation by following me on Fireflies Pod on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.